Hey there, welcome to the Sasha Sterling podcast, exploring all that is sacred. So glad you're here. Let's jump in. All right. Hey there, it's Sasha Sterling. And today I am joined by one of my dearest friends in the whole world, Shannon Tran. Hey, Shannon. Hey. Hey. (laughs) So I can see right now, this is an audio only podcast, but I get to see you because we're meeting on Zoom. And we were just before we record, we were talking about our goddess pilgrimage we took together to Ireland last year, right? Was that in 2022 or 2021 now? That was actually August. No, October 2021. Wow. Time flies. Holy moly. So much has happened and and shifted since then. So I'd love to pass it to you to introduce yourself a little bit to our audience today. Yeah. Well, um, there's many ways to describe myself, but one is I'm just really um, a mom of three amazing teenagers and I'm a clinical psychologist. And I also am a founder of Money Mindset Mastery, where I love to help ambitious women really create financial confidence from the inside out because I really want to see more women at the table, empowered with their finances, um, able to invest in themselves, make wise choices, and really use their resources to create um, amazing things for themselves and their family. Such an important vision and mission in the world. I as you know, we're arm in arm in the women's empowerment conversation. And I am just shocked. I mean, I'm amazed at how far we've come and, and just, I've really been connecting with the gap and it's, it's a little bit, it's a, it can be overwhelming um, at times to really look at the gap around uh, inequality. And I know you're so, you're such an example to me around financial confidence from the inside out. You have such a healthy entitlement to have your shit together, (laughs) you know, like just to say it directly. I just love that about you so much. And it's, you're big on spirituality and affirmations and visioning. And you also back it up with consistency, showing up in the world, really, you know, having a career, investing in yourself and your business and so many, so many other things that I know so many women, um, are really wanting, really wanting to feel empowered financially, especially growth-oriented spiritual women, because when we're resourced, we can actualize more into the life that we dream of. I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things that you get caught up in just fall away. Like maybe for some people, it's people-pleasing, or maybe it's like staying busy or whatever it is, like once you're fully resourced, um, emotionally, financially, spiritually, like a lot of, I'm just going to say nonsense (laughs) kind of, you know, melts away. And then you really get to live from your authentic self. Not to say that you won't have challenges because we were just talking about like the journey and you will. Um, but how you navigate those challenges is different Mm -hmm. when you're resourced. hundred percent, hundred percent. And something thematically that's showing up in your life is Water. Do you want to talk into a little bit of this? <laughs> the challenges that you're. Oh my gosh! Right now I know. Games? I know. It's so funny. Um, so I was sharing with you. I'm. I, I was teasing actually another friend because I said I need a therapist who specializes in symbolism because all of my challenges right now involve water, like plumbing in my house. Um, my car got not just my car, like my dream car, which is a Porsche got flooded. And it's like at the mechanics getting deep, you know, dried out and whatnot. Um, 
And, uh, you know, and it's not like one plumbing issue, it's multiple plumbing issues and they just keep reoccurring. And it's funny because it's really stretching my emotional resources. (laughs) Right. And, and, um, and like, and I think we talked about earlier, Sasha, like just how life has changed and my life has just changed so dramatically over the past year. Cause the difference is, you know, up until now I've had like my husband who would handle so much of this. And when he, um, passed away last year, like it left a big hole of me needing to figure things out. And so I had my financial things handled because, you know, that's sort of my, um, passion, but just all the other things, practical things, emotional thing, like, and it made me realize just how much I relied on my husband and how, um, intertwined our life is. And so it just really, um, brought up so many challenges, but if I had not been resourced, I could only imagine how even more difficult it would have been, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for, yeah, just pulling the curtain back a little bit and Stan's passing. That was sudden, you know, your life was going along in a direction. You were created a life together for multiple decades, right? Over 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years. And it's funny because like you said, like life was just chugging along for me. You know, I was on cruise control and, um, happy. Like I had, you know, a great home life. I was doing, you know, having my business plus my career, things were great with kids. Stan and I had overcome like a rough patch. We, you and I went to, um, Ireland together, had a great time. It was magical. I come back and I think, wow, this is where I'm going to move back into some things and scale some things. And then my life sort of took a, a, a huge like detour because in January of 2022, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer by March 1st, he was gone. So like we had six weeks to get the diagnosis and, um, do our best to make chemo work. And, um, and prepare our kids. And it was just super sudden. And quite honestly, like I just wanted to crawl into, I didn't, but like a part of me did crawl into a hole and just hide into the covers and never come out. Cause it was just so uprooting as like, it literally as if like I had lost a limb or that, like, like my world has just been shattered, you know, but when you have kids like, like, you know, you, as a mom, like you find a way to like, dig deep and, and pull out resources that you didn't think was possible to like show up for your kids and all that. But it was tough. It was really tough. Yeah. What, you know, you talk about emotional resources and going deeper, like what, what are some of your spiritual practices or tools to keep showing up? Because you're, you're very courageous and not, not everyone would have met the moment and continue to meet the moments, you know, and it's been less than a year still as this, you know, this conversation, like what are, what are some of the, some of the beliefs or the habits or the practices that you lean on to keep showing up so courageously? Um, well, I mean, for me, my kids are a huge why. So, <clears throat> so the practice of just connecting with that I think helped me, but, um, spiritually it's a different, it's a, it's a different way of thinking. Um, and I never really practiced it, but I had heard about it until I was, oh my gosh, all of a sudden my throat is so dry. Um, 
which is this, this idea that like, people are like a channel for your experience. Right. And so what that means is like, let's pretend that at the highest form, I have like a relationship with God. Right. And through that, God is going to channel his experience with me through different relationships, whether that's a relationship with kids, with friends, with family, with money, like all of those channels. And so thinking of it that way, like, okay, God provided a channel through the form of Stan who gave me like an amazing experience in life, right? And thinking it that way, I guess what I relied on is intellectually thinking it that way to help me cope and believe that like, okay, my, our, our experience together can manifest in another form. And I think holding on to that concept gave me hope instead of thinking the finality of like, oh my gosh, he's gone. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's interesting too that your throat's dry. <clears throat> You're drinking water right now. I took the moment to Google search really quick. What does water symbolize <laughs> according to yeah. Google? <laughs> and so here it is. So water represents the origin of all possibilities. Indeed, the origin of the very universe. Hence, it's strong associations with birth, femininity, and life. So, I mean, there's more here too, of course, but, um, it's just interesting, right? What, like that's, yeah. Uh, well, and let's relate it to like, just the experience of, especially if you're the kind of woman like me, and I think like you, Sasha, like we can, you know, we are very capable. And so we can, if we need to hustle and be in our, our masculine energy, we can do it quite well, except I didn't want to do that anymore. Do you know what I mean? And it took, I, so I was actually like, ironically, like spending a lot of time with the safety of my husband, like getting in my feminine energy again, because I had just in a, a very masculine career for so long. And, you know, that it took a while to like unravel the layers of that. Mm-hmm. I have to be in my feminine, relax and like, you know, trust the process and all the things that like rebirthing my identity and all of that. And trying to do that while, you're now in a position where you're a single parent, so to speak, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, and holding everything, like that's the biggest challenge. Mm. That's the biggest challenge. And I'll be fully transparent. Like you go through these, when you're going through a major transition, what I find is like, you also go through tests because when I lost him, it left such a vacuum, like in my mind, like the easiest thing was to recreate what I lost. Do, do you know what I mean? Have you ever been there, Sasha? Where you're like, I just want to, I don't want to feel the pain anymore. I just want to quickly recreate what I lost. But that actually wasn't going to solve the need that I really had. And it was only going to cover up grief. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's riding through these very difficult moments. Like when you go, when your life takes a sudden turn that you didn't expect and being able to navigate that in a way that you're not going to regret a few years down the road is it takes a lot of skill and a lot of discipline. That's what I'm going to say about that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Ooh, I'm going back to a moment. Um, one of the most sacred moments of my entire life, actually, Shannon, and it was being present to one of your sacred moments, which was, you know, when I flew out for Stan's funeral 
And you, you know, I stayed in your home. We slept in the same bed. And, you know, and like going to just witnessing, witnessing you and your children and your mother and the whole process, just the, the reverence of the, the ritual of the marking of this very important transition. Um, and it was so interesting, like witnessing, you know, I really felt like I got to be a sacred witness for your moment. Um, and it's still, I'm still integrating it. I'm still integrating it big time because the, 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 the tipping point around what is, there's a movie I'm forgetting exactly the line, but something like when you start going to more funerals than weddings, you know, like there's these different seasons and initiations and massive identity transformations, like the, the center point, Mm -hmm. like the, how we relate to others and life, it continues to change. And something that I'm constantly curious about is that like how to, how to feel again, the word resource, but more than that, like trusting of like this ever changing reality when so many of us just are wanting to grab onto security. Like you said, recreate what was familiar, recreate that, you know, so I don't exactly have a question there. Maybe if you have anything you'd like to add on to that I shared or uh, that you want to reflect on. Well, this is why I really love what you're doing with your podcast, which is empowering women, because that's what we need is to be empowered. And I think had I not been to the to the level of empowerment that I am, and that's not to say like there's, you know, there's so much more growth I have ahead of me, but um, I can already see like I might have made different choices that that would have required me to untangle myself from because they were just grabbing onto things. <clears throat> and so I think what helps me is is one really getting uncomfortable with uncertainty, allowing yourself to grieve, allowing things to be as they are, being intentional about what is it that I'm really wanting to create. And I'll give an example is, um, you know, one of the things I'd love to experience again is like a healthy, loving, joyful relationship. Mm. And I've had some opportunities come up and it's so interesting. I thought, man, it would be so easy to jump into this because then I can check it off my box, right? Like meaning like, oh, I can, I can relax. But the truth is that's not really what I, what I it's not truly what I want to experience. And so trusting myself and trusting that I don't have to settle is really using a lot of my skill of like being patient really asking myself, what do I want to experience? Really like looking at relationships and being okay, letting some things pass by that that might not be as fulfilling. Do you know what I mean, Sasha? It's sort of like, like even now I've had opportunity, like we were talking about, you know, we're talking about emotional resource, but also financial resource. And uh, like one of the things I think changed for me fundamentally is I'm, I'm ambitious still, but what I have found is like, I have a moment sometimes where I think, man, I like, I love, you know, making money is fun, all that great stuff. And it still is. But I think <clears throat> looking back, I sort of feel like I don't want to chase money or put it first above relationships. Cause there's moments where I realize, oh man, 
I was working on my business or this or that when I could have been spending time with him and I could have been more present and really fully like savoring that moment because I can't, I can't get it back. Right. And, and to be honest, like no amount of money is going to, to meet that need of connection and being present with someone. And that was a big lesson for me because it really fundamentally shifted my motives and how I look at things and my priorities and what's important to me. Mm. 100%. You said something earlier about a shift as well around like operating more in a masculine, like more in your masculine and really that pendulum swing, like shift into your feminine. Do you feel like it was tied to that? Like they were, they feel connected to me. Do they feel connected to you around shifting more, wanting to operate more from your feminine, valuing relationships like that? Do those feel connected for you? Uh, They do. And it's so funny. Like one of the things that I am learning to do is, and when you're in your feminine, like one of the things you learn is not everything needs to be a battle or a fight, or you don't have to make things happen. Right. And so I'm learning to like, let people support me <laughs> say yes to things. Let, um, and it, sometimes it's not even on my timetable, Sasha, right? Like, right. Cause men have their own timetable. The masculine has its own timetable. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm just really learning to, um, to just be okay and let life flow and not have to control it and not and um and really just trusting that life provides and life takes care of us even when we think it doesn't like that's also very feminine right cuz like trees are fully taken care of they just get to experience life mm. and they're just provided for and enjoyed and and whatnot mm. yeah so true i'm having a visual of you riding a horse bareback with your hair blowing in the wind. I know that was one of your visuals. I know. (laughs) Right. That's yeah, yeah, totally. It's this trust piece though, that you say, you know, I know for myself, it's been such a journey of feeling of, of trusting life and then getting cynical, you know, when challenges keep coming, the tests keep coming or betrayals happen or disappointments happen um, and I've learned to love though that part of myself too, the hardened part, the the part that doubts, the part that you know wishes it was easier <laughs> or you know come more naturally. Um, and yet, just that f- that feminine nature continues to like open again, trust again, try again, forgive again. Um, but the piece that is coming through is like healthy environments, you know, really creating and healthy environments to allow for that trust to be warranted, supported. I know you've been a big advocate for me around, you know, raising my standards around what I expect and, you know, in relationships, in my finances, in my life, in my business. Um, Yeah. Do you have you know, I mean, you, you do have an upcoming financial vision workshop, which I know is going to be an amazing place for people to connect to, you know, that that future self around how they want to feel the the experience they want to have. There is a link in the notes of this podcast. You can check that out. But in addition, maybe you could talk about the financial vision workshop and also a tip that you would give our listener um, today around 
around that, around trusting that life really is for, for her. Yeah. I love that. Um, So with my financial vision workshop, I, I created one because to help myself, right? Like that's how we often create things. And then I invited friends and they love it. And so I, I enjoy to do it. And it's really with the intention of one, getting intentional and clear about what do you want to experience? Because when you have that clarity, decision-making is so much easier, right? And when you have that clarity, you you kind of now start to have clarity about what you, like you said, Sasha, what you want and how are you in alignment with that vision or how are you, how is your thinking and your belief system either supporting or not supporting or your habits supporting or not supporting that vision? And, and it can go deep, but first we kind of need to know what we really want and why we want it and a visual picture of that so we know what we're working towards. And I do it for financial vision, but you can use that same concept and create any kind of vision, whether it's a relationship vision or a career vision, like whatever it may be, because we want to have some some destination so we know what we're working towards, right? And what I have found, like once that piece is done, and let's even play the game of like, and actually what I like about the financial vision workshop is it's the balance of feminine and masculine, right? Because when that workshop, you're like the masculine piece is getting clarity about what you want and, you know, like the work of that, right? But the feminine is all like, wow, how do I want to feel in that? How does it, how do I want to experience that? What would like, what would I need to, to, you know, shift into or allow or so that's just very feminine. I love it because I think we're the most powerful when we don't have to fight against ourselves, meaning we don't have to give up the feminine for the masculine and we don't have to give up the masculine for the feminine, but instead we are so evolved and fluid that we can shift into masculine when it's effective, shift into feminine when it's effective. I mean, it's just a beautiful ebb and flow. And I feel like we're at our most evolved when we're able to do that, when we can start intuitively like, you know what, this is a situation where I need to be a little more masculine. This is a situation where I need to be more feminine because, um, like my husband was super masculine, but he could also like had ways of being that I, you wouldn't say feminine, but they, he was so into just his experience and being able to express himself. And I love that. That's how we connect with people. Right. And so, um, so the tip is like really noticing when you are, where you're operating from, like whether it comes to your finances or in other areas of your life, like, are you just so into the doing and the task and what needs to be done that you're and working hard that it's coming at the expense of enjoying it or feeling it or connecting with it, right? Or being fully present to it. So the tip would be, can you, can you trust that things will be taken care of even if you slow down? to really connect with something. Hmm. So like right now I'm, I'm practicing that. Like I just had shoulder surgery and, you know, and I look at things that need to be done and some of them aren't done. And like, I get to learn to delegate, but also I get to learn to just be okay in the mess, right? Instead of getting angry and like, man, this is a mess. And why don't, you know, and judgmental, what, like how we can be like, you know, why doesn't so-and-so do this and started getting into judgment about like, these kids are lazy or whatever, whatever our thinking may be. It could be, hmm, what do I want to experience? Well, I'd like to experience this business. And how would I like to communicate that in a way that feels good to me, but it's going to be empowering to their person. Hmm. Right. And so what that means is sometimes I've got to slow down 
to grab onto that communication piece to express what I need in a loving, powerful way instead of me just, oh my gosh, I need to jump in and fix this because this is a mess. That makes sense, Sasha? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. All of them. Yeah. The intimacy piece being really present, slowing down and yeah. surrendering the need to control <laughs> the situation, people, circumstances, or drive towards what one perceives is like the right way, right? Like this is what should be happening. And this is where we should go. And I've experienced so such a shift. You've always been a very present person. And I personally have experienced just, yeah, continuing, like just deepening into what you're saying here around being really present and slowing down and feels really delicious, right? Like just trusting, like, wow, yeah. being, like allowing yourself to be really in the moment. Well, and, and and the flip side, sometimes it doesn't feel delicious, right? Like I'm really just being present to the grief mm. and the loss. And like, sometimes that doesn't feel delicious, but I'm willing to do that to be fully, because in that, what's interesting, waves of gratitude and like appreciation that I'm feeling for Stan that I never allowed myself to feel because I've been so vis- busy, I'm now integrating. Jim yeah. mm. saying like, and it's so beautiful, like, I'm actually like, it's as if I stored up a bunch of love and it's just been feeding me for the last 10 months, 11 months. Mm. And that's the resource part that we were kind of talking about, you know, at at the beginning. So, you know, for those women who they can really resonate with this or they are like, they're like, man, I want that. Like that comes from, you know, and Sasha and I have done a lot of personal development throughout the years, right? Like that comes from like, being an empowered woman and being willing to like work on yourself to get to that point. Yeah. So well said. So well said. Thank you so much, Shannon, for being here today on this podcast. 